EU Futures Podcast, a project of the Center for the Study of Europe at Boston University. Welcome to the EU Futures Podcast, exploring the emerging future in Europe. I'm Olya Jordanian, an outreach coordinator at BU Center for the Study of Europe. Today is April 28, and I talk to Gila Clara Casus, a French specialist in arts and human rights. So my name is Gila Clara Casus. I'm coming from France, and my current occupation is dealing with art and human rights. Great. Um, so the project is about the European Union and the f- future of the European Union. Basically, we are trying to launch a conversation. We are trying to engage people, experts from Europe, from the states, who have their own perspective about the European Union and, and make them talk about the future, what future is emerging in the European Union. So my first question to you is also about the future. What future is currently emerging in the European Union, given all the political, social, economic transformations as it undergoes now, and your, your perspective as an artist, as someone who cares about human rights? So, as an artist and uh, as a human rights activist, I would say that Europe is a land that has a very um, hard and important history to share and I think that it will be through historical roots and art that people will really fully understand how important Europe needs to stay together. In terms of future I think that if people get deeper interest into their own culture and when I say own culture is that I'm really thinking that there is European culture that needs to be better understood um, this will shape uh, a future because I do think that still now not only because of the economy or even because of the question that for example if uh, Great Britain is staying or not in Europe um, I do think that we are in lack of trying to find common culture common language because uh, Europe is not only a question of uh, like common money or uh, freedom of um, like you know like trade or things that would be only pure um, financial interest in terms of um, you know approach I do think that there is a common land there is a common history and that we need to uh, foster better roots in order to be sure to assure a future how do you assess the role of citizens uh, in decision-making processes at European Union level. So we know that many European citizens have less interest in politics, in policy-making at EU level rather than national level, and hence they are less interested in politics. So how do you assess this decision, their participation level? Is, is it is it is it at a sufficient level, do you think? What do you think? Well, again, I think that because there is a lack of common sense of shared culture, uh, we are still in lack of trying to find representation of something that we that will talk to anyone in terms of citizen. And we see each other first as a citizen of a country more than an area or region that for us is still territorial 
territorially, um, from a territorial point of view, um, is Europe. So I think that when people will really take the time of trying to find culturally how to address this question of Europe with myth, symbols, images and strong figure, um, political figure also, we will get into a, a very personal interest of uh, what is Europe today. Um, from my point of view, of course, there is not a lot of involvement uh, from national uh, citizenship. There, we are still thinking that we are owned by a country and then slowly by a region and then slowly by Europe but Europe we are not feeling uh, citizen of Europe and when I say we I feel like as a French person for example and again I think I think it's almost as a lack of marketing when I say a lack of marketing it means we didn't shape Europe as something that could be that could be owned by, by people. Right now it's still owned by politics, but not by citizens. So, coming from that, what could be done both to make it come from people and also to address your first con concern about the lack of culture, lack of common culture? So what could be done to address these two basic issues you just outlined? So, for me, I think um, the national education of each country should really consider inside a history book from the younger age a, an idea of um, belonging that would be both national and European. So I think that by doing it through pedagogical seed, we will see kids that will have a better understanding of what is Europe, a better pride of being European. So I do think that we have a lot of work to do in schools uh, to really foster this feeling of belonging. So that's one thing in terms of uh, culture that could be done in school. And the second is, um, as long as we see a lot of European studies happening all over the place, uh, we see that there is almost a lack of uh, European studies in Europe itself. I mean, um, I'm doing a lot of back and forth between Europe and America, and I'm always very surprised to see how many European centers, European study centers we have in American universities and not really in different countries in Europe, for example. And I think uh, this uh, question of Europe should be a priority for European countries, uh, that we should have almost a European ID that will really be a pride for people to, to feel that they are part of this um, prestigious um, zone. And uh, really trying to, to work with symbol, with myth, and come back to the roots, always historical roots, trying to dig into uh, doing a system that would be both a pedagogical uh, system and um, some, you know, some summit that will help trying to do research on European culture and, and European art, especially. So, what do you think about um, what role should artists, writers have in trying to kind of shape that kind of new kind of common culture in the European Union. We know that a lot of a lot of thoughts come from artists and then there there are people who take that and implement that. So what's the role of artists in making this common future? 
I think the role of artists should be create bridges among countries, uh, trying to go over borders and try to prove that there is common ground. So I really see artists as as a um, you know for the people who will create this commonness that we definitely uh, desperate to find uh, among European citizens. Uh, I see also the artists being uh, the people who could be doing uh, within art a part of social working that is, should be uh, very interesting. And I think uh, the question of Europe should be more um, like more um, understood from an artistic point of view. I mean, from not only, uh, you know, like uh, uh, something that would be only um, art, uh, that could be visual arts, but also uh, theater art coming from theater. Uh, this is something that uh, is very dear to me, and dance. And so I do think that by creating common junctures and the common bridges, we will be able to find a little more uh, common com- commonness, if I must say so, among uh, European citizens. Through festival, also a period of time where uh, people could gather. Aren't there, en- there are enough festivals in Europe, across Europe, um, for artists to gather and share their ideas? And That's the problem. Them? It's like each time that there is a festival, European festival, for artists to gather, it's, it's still viewed as national. It's still this country will host a European summit or this country will. And I wish we could have a way to reverse this process and try to put... Uh, Europe as a, you know, as, as a pure entity without the concept of nations behind. And, and I think that when I'm saying that we need to work on culture, we really need to work on people's mind in order to create something that would create a pride that would be the same than nation. So we need to create, I think, a European nation. As far as I understand from what you say, it, it, you really touch upon the identity, mm-hmm. this common European identity, which is, which is probably lacking. But how, how, I mean, European Union is there for, for quite a while, but the, this identity isn't shaped, this common identity. What's, what's the core of the problem? Why the, isn't it shaped? I think the core of the problem is that um, Europe has been created first, in a way, not only to unite people, but to unite a monetary system and to help trade to to be more developed. And that was a very noble goal. And then we had to find a way for people to be interested into this, um, to get back to people and try to create a common history, which is wrong because when Robert Schumann uh, created um, this notion of Europe, he was really getting historical notions and it was not out of nowhere. But I suppose that people um, like European Parliament or um, are are still more interested into, uh, you know, monetary uh, funds than uh, people's minds, thinking that one and the other cannot be linked. And I think today we really need to have a better understanding that if we are not fostering in people's mind that Europe needs to be shaped as a nation, 
um, there will be no possibility of of survival from a financial point of view because people will not follow. It's also a question of belief, I think. A question of belief. Belief in the European Union? Yes. Like personal belief. And I think people have been sometimes very disappointed because some country came into European Union that were considered as not having their place there. And so there were a lot of deception from uh, people and there was nothing heard about that. And I do think that European Commission needs to really be aware that, in fact, they can survive thanks to people, you know, uh, allowing those trade treaty to happen. And when I say people, I'm talking about small people. You know, it goes from, um, you know, the little employee who is working in fabrics to uh, those very rich people, you know, like bankers. And I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing some cartoon here but what I mean is really try to think about people's minds first with an idea of a nobility that should be linked to European idea. How can how do you perceive it? How can the European Union in the future get closer to its citizens? What's what's the what's the way if you would have the the mission to solve the problem, how would you tackle it? How would you be your um I would tackle it by again cr working in this notion notion of proud pride and its notion of uh, what is it good for so as a normal and regular citizen I will wonder why do I need European citizenship for example so I need to have certain advantages certain bonus for people who would ask a European ID for example So let's say that I would ask for a European ID and then I will not have to pay taxes if I'm going from a point to another. Problem is here that we have some advantages as European without even knowing it because we are only born, you know, in a country that is considered Europe. But if you were getting the chance for people to understand the, the luck they have and telling them you need to do the administrative, um, you know, the administrative work or effort to ask for a European ID in order to get some, you know, to get some um, advantages. Maybe this will help people to get more conscious. And when I say that means we need to find a way to have them feel more advantages to be a European citizen by having, I don't know, like free trips, Uh, to to Europe in order to understand this, the history or their roots, you know, really trying to have uh, people interested. I, I do think that through culture we could have people be interested. Well, probably my last question: what's what's your vision of Europe, European Union? I probably, let's say, take the ideal ideal version of the European Union. An ideal version of the European Union is really <laughs> is really. Um, European Airbnb. It's like trying to feel that it's like a family. It's people who could understand each other even if they are not talking the same language only because they have a European ID, that they are sharing conviction and a certain space together. They are sharing uh, beliefs, financial beliefs and 
you know, help with trading. So yes, I would say that it would be a, a sort of, a, yes, in a, a European Airbnb that would be um, not only by getting some money for, you know, housing, but it's more, yes, it would be more uh, coach surfing, <laughs> you know, having people hosting each other and, and more fraternity. Yeah, that would be an ideal Europe for me. Um, so it's yeah, it would be less Airbnb but more coach surfing. So people who would host, and if you need a place to stay in Europe, you would have lots of uh, people who would be open to host you, and and thinking that oh, the person is coming from Europe, so it's sure that the person is nice. So yeah, it comes from um, I think mentality revolution and less fear that. You know, there there is so much anger or violence in Europe. Now I think peace will help trying to f make us, you know, more more confident in the future. How 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 do you see that? Is is that achievable? How could that be achieved? That could be achieved by, again, having people being proud of being European, and by doing this is like. It will be no doubt that the European identity will be something that will be defended. Today it's not the case because there is no pride at all, because there is no conscious. There is no mindfulness of being part of something that is still lacking borders. Is there anything I didn't ask you about but you are as willing to talk about? You, you know the concept we are kind of thinking about, want to have a conversation about. No, I do think that we, now in terms of uh, education, I think I said it all. No, I, you know, working as a social worker, I saw a lot of things in terms of genocide, survival, and uh, so I know exactly how it is in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of model thinking. So, no, I think, I think I, I said it all. You know, it's only my small point of view, and I'm only an artist, but... As not as I am not a politician, I could tell that if you hear a little more the voice of people, maybe you would have a European notion that would be stronger than than uh, having the management coming from top to bottom. It's really time for people to 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 get their own vision of what is Europe and to 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 get a certain involvement and to a certain sense of belonging also are the voices of artists heard at the european union level problem is again i think at the european level artists are listened to be exhibit so it's very nice it's like for me it's like a circus it's like you put things and you watch them but i don't think art is made to watch art is made to transform the world and to really change change the thing the way the way it should be or it could be and that's why I think especially I'm talking about performative arts so performing arts um, more things needs to be done into with this type of virtual possibility of what should be and what could be Europe we call it you know like uh, in uh, appreciative inquiry for example um, there is an entire possibility of future that could be embodied uh, thanks to role games and so I do think that by doing this we could really have a better a better way to open 
the reverse that we just had, you know, coming from the bottom, bottom up in terms of having people interested. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. listening to the EU Futures Podcast, a project of the Center for the Study of Europe at Boston University, funded by a Getting to Know Europe grant from the European Commission delegation in Washington, D.C.